Welcome, everybody, to the Self-Improvement Podcast. My name is Dalton Cox, and here with me today, as always, is Ian. Today, we're talking about working for education versus working for money, uh, how you want to think about work so that you're getting the most out of it, um, and you're learning, and it's about finding something deeper in the work that you're doing than just work. So the first time I came across this idea was from a book called Think and Grow Rich uh, by Robert T. Kiyosaki. I think it's Napoleon Hill. (laughs) Sorry, not Think and Grow Rich. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert T. Kiyosaki. He brought to my attention the idea of, you know, not finding a job based on making money, instead finding a job on pursuing your education. And, you know, what he had done is he had gone through different companies, like he went through the military, uh, for flight school, he had done a bunch of different things that had taught him how to manage his money properly and become uh, very wealthy. (laughs) And so for me, how I can relate to this is I remember back last year, I was working for a pool construction company. And let me tell you, I was making a lot of money, especially for my age. I was, at, I was 18 years old, and I was making $1,000 per week on average. And that was great money, except it kind of had some blowback, which happened to be I was spending all of my time working. And so after that job, I realized that Not only did I have to, you know, work to pay the bills, but I also had to work for other things in my life, for my ideal future. And, you know, going back to that thing that we always talk about, finding your why, I wanted to be a good leader. And I want to be a instructor in the Air Force. And that also counts with physical exercise. And so... The job that I have now is I work at the YMCA. I work in the wellness center and I also work with kids, you know, two things that are going to help me in my future career. And the pay is not that great because the YMCA is a nonprofit organization. What I am getting out of it, however, is great learning opportunities, you know, with leadership, you know, instructing a bunch of kids showing them the ways of life and how to behave is all leadership. It's not about, you know, do this, do that. You know, you learn that quickly because if you're constantly yelling at kids to do something, they're not going to like you and they're not going to do it. So it's requires a lot of tact, which is something you learn on the job as well as educating yourself. And then working in the wellness center has been a great learning opportunity because I have met a lot of different people with a lot of fitness, different fitness backgrounds, such as a retired um, 
ranger, army ranger. And his advice for me, as well as different personal trainers and their tactics, and even an, a retired personal trainer who was showing me different stretches and different ways to build muscle mass. So, you know, this job has really educated me to a point where I can pursue my ideal future. So, Ian, how can you relate to this idea? Man, I can relate a lot, um, especially with my business, because, yeah, I worked a job, um, like a regular job before, and the money was consistent and um, everything. But after a while, I, was, I wasn't happy because I wasn't learning um, new things. I feel like this is true for a lot of jobs, um, entry-level jobs, where, you know, the first month or two or a couple months are fresh and, like, there's new people, you're learning different things, but then it comes to a point where you realize there isn't that much more to that job, so you're kind of just working for money, Um and what's interesting about us as humans is that, yes, we like certainty, certainty that there's a paycheck um, every two weeks or every month, but we also like uncertainty. But I didn't have that. I didn't have enough uncertainty. So after saving up, I did something that sane people wouldn't do which is that I quit and I invested in myself and I really spent more time building my business. And in the first month, two months, maybe three as well, I wasn't making much more than I used to um, at the job that I was working. And that was scary because I was doubting myself because I was too focused on the money part and it wasn't realizing enough the skills I learned in those first three months of building my business not having any like real revenue but I learned time management mindset sales how to find leads people that are interested in buying from you um, how to create your own schedule, uh, finding ways not to stay up too late, not to get distracted and just to focus on the plan that you set for yourself. So many skills uh, within those first couple months. And then when the revenue started pouring in, that was great because then I still was learning new things because business is like limitless, but I also had money. Um, and at that point, I started making more than I was making at that entry-level job I mentioned. So it was scary, but working for education and not getting paid anything for months and months was worth it to me. Because like Dalton, that was actually building my future. I know what I want for my future. I want to be working with the most famous rappers and artists. 
I want to develop the next biggest rapper and artist. I want to do, be doing all these things. And by working on my business and learning these skills, learning the mindset, I can use that to build my future and like help others. So I'm very glad that I was applying that in my life. Um, I wasn't applying it entirely, but now I'm starting to realize more how much of a gem this is. And something that Ian and I have is a plan. We know what it is that we want to do in the coming years. And for some people, that may not be the case. So I'd like to take this opportunity to encourage all of our listeners to maybe, after I give you some format, to pause this podcast and write down a huge list like take 10 15 maybe 20 minutes brainstorming all the things you'd like to see in your most ideal future after you finish writing that list i'd like you to think and circle of the top 10 things that are, would be most important to you to have in your ideal future and those 10 things that you circled out of that brainstorm will be your goals. And from now on, my challenge is for you listeners is to work towards those goals. To make decisions that will have an impact on achieving those goals. And that may be financially. Or that may be managing your money better. That may be asking for that raise. That may be getting that job that's going to educate you so you can achieve that ideal future. Mm. So for Ian, his your ideal future, Ian, is to be a successful entrepreneur in the music industry. Am I correct? It's one yeah. of your goals. Yeah, that's a, that's a major goal. And I'm kind of already doing it, but uh, obviously at a much larger scale, you know, be a recognizable name. Your recognizable name. So what are things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that help you work towards that goal of being a recognizable name in the music industry? Hmm. Of course, man, educating myself. Um, that's always, always happening in the background, investing in books, courses, coaches, um, you know, also coaching my clients teaches me a lot because then the application it solidifies what it is that I'm learning. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is connecting with more people and really being a good listener and seeing what people actually want. It's another major thing I do is to be um, this figure that provides a lot of knowledge, but also listens. So mm -hmm. that's number two. Uh, number three is marketing myself. 
through content, through building my email list, through reaching out to people, seeing what they got going on um, and where they could use some help. And those three things move me forward because I have the theory, but also have the action. So I'm working, all my work revolves around how can I get better? And I don't think about the money part because the money I know I trust and I know that it comes as a byproduct. Mm. Just, you know, working for education, the byproduct is always going to be money. So you don't need to work for money. When you work for money, you actually make less money, ironically. There's a quote I really like that I picked up from one of my earliest coaches, which is direction is more important than speed. So back to the example you, you know, you gave me earlier today where you were making a thousand a week as a, as an 18 year old, which is great. Like from the outside, you were going fast. That was speed. That felt great for a while, mm. but the, the direction was not the right direction for you. There was yeah, I, your priorities I, were mixed up and that's okay. But that taught you something. And that was a great experience. Absolutely. And might I add, during that time when I was making all that money, at first it was great. It was like, wow, I can like do whatever I want. You know, I, I don't have to depend on anybody. I can live in hotels. And I ended up being miserable because I didn't have any direction. Mm -hmm. The lack of direction made me miserable, especially because I didn't have any time to myself other than you know, working. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I had a I had a speech at my school. And let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was supposed to join the Air Force, went through a breakup, and it affected me emotionally. And I let that emotion get the best of me, and so I stopped going to school. I moved out of state. I got that job. I quit a really nice, nice job. That was going to benefit me in my future into a job that I was just making more money at spending more time distracting myself. Mm. I lived in hotels and motels spending pretty much all of my money. So I felt like all that work I had done went in vain. And you know what? It was a great learning opportunity. It showed me that I need to have direction in my life. I need to have purpose so that I can be happy. Which is, you know, when I realized that I really wanted to be in the Air Force, I was able to work towards that goal. And something else I may add is I learned a lot while I was at that job too, a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned how to drive trucks, how to pull trailers, how to operate an excavator, a skid steer, how, um, you know, what a blue collar work environment was like. Mm -hmm. All those things, which I'll carry for me, with me forever, as well as, you know, the 
dark parts <laughs> of mm-hmm. working in construction. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's been the biggest and best lesson for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back at it, I don't appreciate all that money that I made at all. What I do appreciate is what I've taken away from working there. The knowledge I have gained. The perspective. Yeah. Yes. I can say that myself too. Working at working in retail. Yes, I it felt like I was stagnating after a while, but I did learn customer service communication like what to do when someone is like angry at you uh self-awareness how to react in a professional manner by being aware of how you're feeling and then acting accordingly um discipline because retail isn't easy it's not the easiest but it's also not easy there's a lot of demands during certain times of the day Um, and I'm grateful for it. It wasn't in the direction I was going, but it was an experience that allowed me to get clearer on that direction. I uh, also worked in retail for a little while. I worked at Home Depot, and I can relate to that, you know, customer service part of it, how to not get too emotional when someone's screwing at your face because a certain part isn't at the store that said it was online, which is a good skill to have in life, really, you know, if you're on the street and, you know, maybe some crackhead walks up to you and starts spitting at you and calling you names and flipping you off and motioning to you to come fight him. <laughs> with that knowledge of how to deal with people when they're getting emotional and not to get emotional yourself, you know, may uh, avoid a really big complication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That kind of applies to school too, is like speed versus direction. Um, Like when people, and I fell victim to this myself, when people like look at what college to go to, what to do, they look at speed. How can I, take the easiest route and make the most money. Like (laughs) which career is going to allow me to do that easiest career, most amount of money. Yeah. That's, that's a mistake, man. Yeah. Um, crazy enough. I was talking to this young sophomore girl a couple months ago about, you know, what she wanted to do in life. And she was like, Oh yeah, I want to be an electrician. And I was like, why? Well, it's, you know, pretty good job security and they get paid pretty well. She didn't really have a deeper purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of apply that same theory to like clients I want to bring on or uh, prospects I want to, you know, turn into clients. Um, if they're If they're in it, if they want to get into music for the money, not for the self-growth and the impact they can have, 
then automatically I don't want to work with them because that's not in alignment with who I am. And I want to mm. move people in the right direction, not give them speed. Because if I give them speed, it's only going to be temporary. You know, I was, I'm in Italy right now. And I met up with a couple of girls a few nights ago. And we went out, you know, we went out walking in Florence. We went out to eat. And I learned about one of the girls is that she loves horseback riding. She, she jumps horses at shows. She's, she's Italian. And uh, she talked about how horses can, you know, sense your intentions. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes, you know, people can't ride horses or get bucked off horses or don't do well on horses because of their intentions. You know, if your intention to ride a horse is to look cool and uh, impress your friends or, you know, to dominate the horse, you're probably not going to have a good time. The horse is probably not going to respond to you as well. In contrast with somebody who's riding a horse because it's something that they're passionate about, that they love the animal, you know, something along those lines. Mm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's about getting clear about that intention because, I mean, really, you can work a job and you can always learn something, and we have, but it's not just about the education, but, but like the direction of education. I just want to throw mm -hmm. that in there. Absolutely. I think I wanted to mention something else about direction versus speed, but it slipped my mind. Um. Mm, yeah. This is. Me, go ahead. Yeah, you know, in life, speed. When you're pursuing something, speed isn't usually the best path. Like, if you want to get fit, you want to gain muscle. And you see all these promotions out there, you know, get fit fast. And you want to take the easy path, the one of least resistance. You're not going to get there. And even if you do find a path that's, you know, easy and it's fast, such as uh, dirty bulking, you're going to suffer <laughs> in the long run. So, it's true in fitness. It's true in, in business. It's true in life. The fast path, the path of least resistance, the, the too good to be true path usually is too good to be true. And you're going to have to put in that work. You're going to have to put in that time to really see the best results. For sure. And I want to talk about David Ramsey or Dave. It's not David. Sorry. <laughs> Dave Ramsey, um, the Ramsey show. I was watching one of his episodes and his backstory, I believe was that he amassed a lot of wealth. I think he was a millionaire at 24 or something. And he got rich pretty quick. Um, he, 
I think it was either stocks or he sold gold or silver, some, some, something along those lines, you know, one of those things that actually can get you rich quick sometimes for very few people. <laughs> so he was lucky and he was telling his story um, on the Ramsey show. And he was like, I lost all my wealth a couple of years later at 27 because somehow he made the wrong decision or the market changed and he lost everything. And he had, he had to start from scratch and it took him three or four times longer, maybe five times longer to amass that same wealth. And he was talking about his story to teach people that getting there slower, but moving in the right direction, like having long lasting wealth, for example, is better than getting rich quick, which is obvious, but it really relates to what we're talking about with your purpose, with your work, you know, working for money versus education. Um, like when you build something slowly over time, there's a lot more lessons that you can fit into that period of time. Um, like, I'm not looking to get rich quick in my business or sign the most clients, although that would be great. I'm looking to understand my market, to educate myself even further on music marketing, music business, artist development, um, using marketing systems to uh, build, build a closer connection with fans, all these great things that I'm passionate about, how to make better music for my artists that I work with, how to mix better, how to be a better producer. That's what I'm doing it for. And by staying consistent with that and aligning myself with the education, my self-education and educating myself about the market, then everything else automatically comes to me. I know that for sure it has happened before, it's happening now, and it's going to continue to happen. It's funny, though, because I was kind of relying on speed uh, back in high school. I was like, OK, before I came across music production and all beats, that's kind of like my first spark of passion. Before I came across that, looked at different things uh, like radiology, dentistry, uh, accounting. Let's see, I think I had one more. I even considered being a math teacher. I considered being a pilot, like a commercial airline pilot, all these things. And at the time, I was looking at, okay, which one can make me the most money? But deep inside, I knew that it was not fulfilling. It, something inside of me was saying, is this what life is really about? Is it about maximizing on every part of life or is it about enjoying it and i had to think about that and luckily because i came across music production beat making and then marketing sales coaching being a coach that sparked inspiration that sparked a passion for learning a passion for growth rather than money and that's great because now the money is coming in Yeah, that's, that's great. 
you know, uh, people have these money scripts usually. Mm. And sometimes people think that, you know, lots of money equals, you know, self, self-worth. Really, it's, they're not the same. You know, money is neutral. It's not bad and it's not good. It's just a tool you can use to pursue your goals, to achieve your goals. It's a tool. More help than others too. Like you can use it to help others. It's just a tool. Exactly. But yeah, I think this. there were a lot of gems in this episode. This is probably one of my favorite episodes so far. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it, it dug a little bit deeper than what I thought it could have, mm-hmm. which is great. And uh, it's probably going to have to wrap it up for today. Thank you guys for tuning in today on our podcast i hope you guys enjoyed and pulled something out here useful again please take some time write down what your most ideal future looks like circle the top 10 things that you feel are the most necessary or most passionate about and make decisions day by day to pursue those goals and instead of working for money try working for some education work towards that ideal future And uh, remember that every day you're either getting better or worse. So, uh, so what's it going to be? We'll see you guys next week.